what are you going to do, Taylor? What are you going to do? I'm going to enunciate into the microphone as best <laughs> I can. I think that's, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, hi, guys. It's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend. I'm here with Taylor Davies. We're hi, back for another episode of the pod. And we have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. We've already been talking offline. Mm-hmm. You just poured some Sancerre. Yeah, I did. So let's get into it. Let's do this. You know what I want to talk about first that we actually talked about last week, but we cut from the pod because it was so jumbled yeah. and like such a mess was Song of Summer 2018. SOS. SOS. TM. Uh, <laughs> I... I feel like now that it's finally getting a little warmer, I'm so excited Me about too. like Me my too. summer playlist. Yeah, I don't know about you, but my my summer playlist at the end of last year was like all of those songs were my most played songs. You know how Spotify sent out that thing that's like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, you loser!" Like the like <laughs> you're gonna be really surprised by what you know the song you played the most is. And for me, it was. Lady Gaga, The Cure, which was not even, like, a really oh, big fu- song. I, lo- I didn't get into that song until, like, a little after it came out, but it was pretty good. It was a banger, but it was also the first song on my, like, SOS, like, Song of Summer 2017, mm. like, Contenders playlist. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I heard it constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which songs were the most played for me last year. I don't know. I'm sure some of some of them were um, SOS songs, because yeah. I just get really in a mood. Yes, all I want from May through August is to listen to songs that I could eat a burger to or, like, be on a boat to. Yeah, ride a bicycle. Sure. Be, like, on a picnic blanket somewhere in a park. Yeah. Or be, like, getting ready to go out. I feel like a, I feel yes. like Song of Summer songs have to make you really excited to, like, put well, on your outfit and, like, go out for drinks at night on the weekends and stuff. Yes, let's back up. What makes an SOS? Mmm. For me, the SOS has to have a really catchy hook. Has to be super sing along a bull. That's a word. And it's gotta be. I feel like for me, some, song of summer has to be dancey. It has to be dancey and catchy and upbeat. Well, I don't know. I feel like everybody feels that way, right? Like I don't think I don't think too many song of summers are like ballads or even sort of like out of place songs, right? Like remember Slide was a big song of summer last year. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris and Frank Ocean, which was so good. And then I feel like with Calvin Harris songs it never really matters who the other people are in the song. No, because he's the one in the background like making it like so, yeah. so catchy. So I agree with you. It has to be catchy and it has to be fast enough to, if not dance to, at least to your point, get ready to. Like nobody yeah. wants to get ready yeah. to I don't know, like she and him. Right? Like, we just came out with some new song. Like, nobody's getting ready and getting hyped to go out to that music. So, I agree. It has to be something that even if you're not literally hitting the dance floor to it, you're feeling amped up by it. And I think a lot of people get it in their heads that Song of Summer should just be, like, a song that people like. But it's so much more than that. So much more than that. Um, I agree with that. And I feel like it has to be, like, a happy message usually or like an empowering message like it could be a breakup song or it could be oh yeah okay are you pulling up your SOS mm-hmm. from this last year? This is 2017. Year? Wow. We're looking okay. at the Spotify playlist right now. Remember when I hadn't heard Despacito until like June? <laughs> and we asked a DJ to play it at some press party and the DJ was like no. Like you guys are such dorks because by yeah. that time it was already like played out. And you were like I can't believe you haven't heard this song and then I went home and played it on my phone and was like you were like, it's okay. Oh, I guess. And then later I was like, I can't get enough. Yeah. Can't it took you like a week. I enough. feel like I, I, there yeah, was a progression of text from me where you were like, 
Okay, yeah, no, now I'm on board. And now it's happening. Now it's happening. Yeah, Despacito was for sure SOS last year. Yes, and then the year before that, I would like to say it was Trap Queen. Yes, it Webb. was. Is that the year before that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was either 2016 or 2015, but that was another example of something where, again, it's really upbeat. Everyone felt like they could, like, get involved. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, to me, you and I talked about last week the new Ariana Grande song, and I think that she's probably angling for a song of the summer. I don't think that this is it. No, what's sure it called? She, Tears to Cry or something yeah, like no that. Yeah, no more tears. Te- no more tears, yeah. I, I will look forward to seeing what she has coming up next. Me too. I don't think we're done with her yet. I but think I she's also, got something in her back pocket. I also don't think there's any other strong contenders out there, though. I think every, like everyone is still in the game, but I yeah. don't think that we know what it is yet. Like It's not Nice for What by Drake. I like that song, but it's not fast enough. Mm-mm. It's sort of like Passion Fruit. Like, Passion Fruit last year was, like, a good song. Passion Fruit was, like, a personal SOS for me because I liked it, so it made it into a lot of the playlists for my summer, but it it definitely wasn't, like, Hotline Bling. Right. 100%. So. Was that an SOS, Hotline Bling? No, I feel like that was was a a year-long song. song. Because he was wearing a turtleneck in the music video, which makes me think it must have been, like, a fall. Although that could just be a look. But no, it wasn't. I don't think it was a summer song. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in conclusion, we will make a playlist, I'll put it up on my Spotify, and mm-hmm. we'll just be adding to it. And that's the fun thing about Song of Summer, too, is, like, there's a lot of songs that you just make you, they will stay in your mind. Yeah. You know, moving forward as, oh, that, that was, like, a really big song in summer 2018. It will not be the song in the summer. Exactly. But we will be adding contenders, and we'll yeah. be expecting for you guys to weigh in as well. Yeah. We need your help. Because also I feel like it's different. Like, there's, like, I feel like I have a couple of things that are going to be, like, albums of summer that I'm going to play a lot like the new Casey Musgraves I'm already like on one big time for that and I feel like that album is going to be a soundtrack for the summer and then the aces we were talking about they have that one song that we both love which won't ever get big enough to be song of summer but their whole album also feels very like summery like at the beach like Mm -hmm. driving I'm imagining driving to the Hamptons like listening to it and being like oh yeah like (laughs) let's stop for some lemonade in east uh, okay. I'm, you're not. You're not wrong. You definitely just painted. You painted a picture. Yeah. I get what you're going for. Yeah. Another. Oh, I had written down that Sugarland song that was written by Taylor Swift called "Babe." Barf, you, Megan. I, I hate it. I don't. Okay. I don't think it's "Song of Summer," but oh. I've been, but I've been listening to it a lot. Wow. Okay. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I listened to it once and thought this is horrible. Also, because I feel like. This is also going to offshoot us into a whole other topic, but I feel some type of way about the word babe. Mm. And everybody does, right? Because, like, we all have that thing from SNL. Remember the skit with Kristen Wiig and <laughs> and um, Jason Sudeikis? Babe. The perp. Babe. Like, Isn't that sketchy? Get me a rabbit. Called, like, the assholes or something? Yeah, two assholes yeah. do whatever. Oh, my God. It's so good. So good. We'll have put a link into it into the show notes in case you guys need a refresher. But, like, babe, like... I want to lose 35 pounds. Like, like, <laughs> babe, like, buy me a rabbit. Like, I, it's so, it's just, like, so random. But they call each other babe, 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 babe over and over and over again. And it's so funny because we all know people who do that in earnest in real life. And I feel like I'm just, I've t- forever tied the word babe and, like, calling the song babe, like. Oh. So is that not a term of endearment that you use in relationships? Do you never call a boy babe? Um... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But you know what's so funny is that my parents call each other babe. Oh. But they're old. (laughs) And so 
I feel like a different way about, I feel like they're doing it in a different context. Like my mom is not sitting there going, babe, make me an old fashioned. <laughs> like she'll do it when she's like mad. Like she'll just be like, ah, like babe, like, <laughs> like get more firewood. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's like a different context for some reason, which maybe is right and maybe is wrong. But anyway, that's my feeling about the word babe and same. <laughs> Again, I didn't say that babe was going to be some of the summer. <laughs> no, you didn't, but you do like it. I do like it. Do you call people babe? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think probably baby more. Baby. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I also feel like the last time I was even like close enough to be like someone I'm being like, we're dating, I still wasn't close enough to not be just calling them by their name. See, I, I hate using people's names. Even like talking on this podcast, sometimes I'll be like, like just even introducing you, I'm like, I feel so silly saying yeah. your name because I just... I'm not like, hey, Taylor, want to yeah. go do this? Taylor, what what do you think? Of, like, I don't know why, but that sounds so silly to me. I always just feel like when you're close with people, you don't use their name, period. Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, and I feel like we were talking about this before. The whole nickname thing, I think, is really funny. And I told you that that guy who I've, like, gone on a few dates with, when he first said hi to me on the dating app, he just was like, hey, T. Yeah. And it was, like, you jump so right in. endearing to me. And he has continued to call me T, like, since that moment, which I think is funny. And I, like, like I love having a nickname. Yeah. So what you're saying is I should start calling you babe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would be so And I'll call you baby. (laughs) People would be really grossed out if we did that, I think. Babe and baby from here on out. Babe and baby. We can rename the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I'm going to make a really just sharp swerve. 180. <laughs> yep. Because we've got a reader question this week that is really thoughtful and really, I feel very honored that this like follower shared this question with us because it's like a pretty big deal. But what's so interesting is it does absolutely relate back to fashion. So it's not, okay. um, it's not totally out of left field, but I'm just going to read it. So I'm in recovery for an eating disorder and this is a male reader. Yeah. I'm in recovery. Recovery for an eating disorder, body dysmorphia, and compulsive exercising. At the peak of my disorder, I got almost high off dressing well and getting complimented on my styles and fits. But now a necessary part of my recovery is weight gain, which means growing out of many of those same style and fits. Buying larger sizes is trigger city for the insecurity that leads to this maladapted spiraling. I want to feel good in my body, but body positivity rhetoric is so clearly female-centered that it's hard for me to access. He's And then, you know, he just goes on to say, like, do you have any tips for how men can sort of access and navigate these body positivity areas without taking over the space? Um, but also he obviously still wants to feel like he can access that and still feel like he can be supported. Um, so, like I said, this is super deep. Yeah. And I feel really, again, honored that he trusted us with this. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, hey, welcome to the party, right? Like, even without... I, I'm. I feel grateful that I've never suffered from an eating disorder, but I've certainly hated my body in private and without necessarily doing too much about it for a real long time because I'm a woman and that's like what we're taught to do. Yeah. So I definitely um, can empathize with the idea of how do I, how do I like my body, right? Yeah. Like I think that's yes. just something. Even without the eating disorder, I think that's something that we all struggle with, and I think men don't feel necessarily as comfortable saying that. And we hear a lot from guys of like, oh, like, what kind of jeans should I buy because I've got like these big thighs or what, you know, 
I'm super skinny and everything looks like it hangs on me. Like, guys do have body insecurity issues. Totally. Absolutely. And so I think for me, something that really helped recently, I read, we'll put this up, but I read this piece on Man Repeller, which is a great site and talks about a lot of issues that both men and women can relate to. It's a women's fashion site, but they just have really insightful writers. Yeah. And they talked about moving from body positivity to body neutrality. Okay. And for me, that really resonated because... I think it's bullshit to act like you should like something that you don't like. Um, It's disingenuous. It's super disingenuous. And it doesn't mean that you have to go around hating yourself, but I think to just get to a place where it's not about forcing yourself into believing something that doesn't feel true for you and rather finding acceptance and maybe some contentment from releasing yourself from constantly thinking about it. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of feeling like, I have flaws, I see them, I think about them, but they, I don't have to walk around being proud of them, but I also don't have to beat myself up about them, feeling like you can just sort of live with them in a way and say, okay, this is me, I'm still a worthwhile person, I'm still like worthy of love and to be found attractive and to wear what I want to wear and enjoy it, but not feel like you have to also like, I don't know. And I feel like this is so hard as women to not feel like you're in this body positivity camp where you, because I think there are a lot of people that really do feel like you have to celebrate every flaw you Mm -hmm. have. And that also puts a lot of pressure on men, on women, because it's not real for everyone to love themselves in that way. I just feel like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't. Like, I, I feel like the body neutrality speaks to me a lot too because I feel like body positivity is super false for almost everyone. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that um, for me, what I had to come to the realization was, so I wish I was a little bit, what is that from Knocked Up where she's like, you should just tighten up. Like, if you could just tighten Tighten up. up. (laughs) Like, that's always what I think about because I would love to lose just a little bit of weight out of my hips and my butt. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. like, I'm very, like, it's not just like, oh, I hate my body. It's like, I wish I literally was, like, five pounds tightened up there. Yeah. That said, I'm super healthy. I work out almost every day. I eat pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I ate even better, and by that I mean just, like, pretty much cutting out sugar or whatever, I would... I would lose that those pounds. Like, it's not a mystery, right? Like, we all kind of know how to lose weight if we really want to. And for me, like, I have made a decision that it is not important enough for me to lose those last five pounds to, like, never have sugar again. Like, to never have a cookie and to never, yeah. like, drink a glass of wine and all yeah. of that. And so I had to come to a place where I was like, look, I know what I can would have to do to change it, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so spending time and energy hating my body – while also being in control of it, it just didn't make sense. Like it's sort like, of a lose-lose, right? Yeah. Like you feel like you're trying so hard to control what you're doing and trying so hard to look and feel a certain way. And then, I don't know, and then you just end up like net unhappy, I guess. Yeah. And so what's so interesting is obviously a lot of what motivates eating disorders is this desire for control. Yes. And so I think for this guy, like, I think what would be really interesting is to try to put yourself back in the driver's seat in terms of creating a wardrobe that accentuates the new parts that you might find that you like, right? Like, so for me, like, 
I try to not so much show off. Like, I don't like when pants, like, hit me right at the widest part of me. Yeah. But I have a really small waist, so then I, like, just, I hire sitting pants. And it doesn't fix the problem, but it, and it's not one of those things where it, like, camouflages the problem either. Like, I'm not wearing moo's around, but I'm just putting forward a different part of me. And I'm doing that with my clothing choices. So I think for this Absolutely. guy, like, I think it could be really important to, wherever you fall in your new weight, to be like, okay, well, what are the new parts of me that, again... Even if I don't love them, I don't hate them. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what part? Yeah, what part do you feel like you would feel good about showing off? I think that's a great piece of advice and a great place to start. Like, I would say the same. Like, it's where it's like, oh, okay. Like, I have problem areas from here to Timbuktu, but I love my legs. So that's what we were talking about like a few episodes ago. I'm like mini skirts, dresses. Got to be more into it. Got to like accentuate that because I love to show that part of me off and then I feel like I can kind of like I feel less insecure about the other things that I feel insecure about so I feel like maybe if he's like oh I feel like maybe my arms are strong like maybe now is my like opportunity for a great polo a knit polo shirt or a short sleeve button down as we like every episode got like ding check it off the thing or maybe it's like my legs still look great so maybe now I'm like getting great pair of shorts or like this is so tough but it's so like I feel like we can speak so personally to this and I wonder with guys if they feel the same way like if this kind of advice speaks to them the same way it does to women because it truly I think it is a little bit of a different mentality and I think him saying that like it's hard to find advice that speaks to men about this stuff it seems like yeah that would be challenging for sure yeah and knowing that the body body positivity rhetoric doesn't necessarily resonate with us either. Like hopefully that provides some solace as well. Like you're yeah. not alone in feeling like, Hey, this doesn't really feel true for me. And am I the one that's messed up? Like, no, you're definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's yeah. It's just like whatever small changes you feel like you could maybe make in your wardrobe or in your day to day life that give you just like, because it's going to be an ongoing process. We sure. don't have like the perfect answer for you and we don't have this like solution because we're all still kind of like working on that stuff day by day and, and, you know, our bodies change over time and over the years and like all that stuff. So yeah, it's just finding little ways that make you feel just like a little bit more confident every day when you have to like get up and get dressed and face the world. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with trying to tell yourself a new story about the fact that like the body that you have is a good, strong, handsome, you know, can do it all body. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to say it through gritted teeth, you know, into a mirror while crying. Like, you know, if at some point you (laughs) kind of want to just be like, I I really don't love my whatever, like skinny arms or big hips or bald head. Like, it's it's okay to just be like, yeah, that sucks. But you know what? I do love my sexy elbows, whatever. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to grow a new beard and like see how I look with this new beard and see if that makes me feel a little bit different. And I'm going to get a new pair of sunglasses because sunglasses create symmetry and they make everyone look amazing. (laughs) So like, and I'm going to like, you know, take a picture and in my cool new sunglasses with my new beard and put that up on my dating app and like see who, you know, takes a bite from my new like look Mm -hmm. and see if those little things kind of like help boost your confidence in little ways. Yeah, because he didn't say if he has a girlfriend or anything, but I did appreciate that he told us also that he's like speaking to professionals and kind of like getting the help that he needs. Because I think we've talked about this before that like it can be hard for men to find to get to a a place where they feel like it's okay to seek outside help because they feel like nobody else is doing it because nobody else is talking about it. 
And so I think it's very like brave and honest of him to like come to us and say, these are these things that I'm doing to work on myself. But then also like, do you guys have any extra like tips and yeah. just thoughts, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't read that second paragraph, but yeah, he said, um, He's seeing, yeah, both a traditional therapist and a behavioral nutritionist, which I think is really interesting. Right. And he said both have told me that this is incre- incredibly common with their male clients and even prevents men not to seek help because they think these problems are women's problems. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, for anyone out there that's listening that is dealing with body issues, like, definitely know you're not alone. Definitely know it's not just a woman's thing. And, like, if you, if it's affecting your day-to-day, definitely go talk to someone about it. Yeah. I mean, I know so many guys who have, like, who deal with, body issues on a day to day. And I feel like it's like my guy friends who were like looking really great and then got girlfriends and got super like love happy and like gained a bunch of weight because they were like just happy. And like, all you want to do is like hang out and like eat food together and like have sex and travel. And then you're like, "Mm, do I want to like go to the gym or do I want to like go out for pizza with my new like girl? (laughs) And like oftentimes like I would probably pick pizza. So I feel like, I don't know. I think you're not alone. And I think if you, it's hard to know who to talk to and who maybe you could reach out to, but I bet you find that more people than you ever thought, more guys than you ever thought, who are probably in your, like, close or sort of, like, next-tier circle probably have um, issues. And clearly yours is, like, of a, of a degree that's, like, maybe more than they can Handle relate to own. or maybe they yeah. could understand. But at least you could find little bits of common ground that might make you feel a little bit more understood and, like, that you have someone else to talk to in a more casual setting that makes you feel like, oh, okay, like, you know, we're all kind of trudging through. We all want to feel like we are the best versions of ourselves. And if this guy doesn't feel like that right now, understand that you're not the only one struggling with that. And also that it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting that for yourself. Like, I think guys have this sense of Again, well, that's a woman's issue or like, oh, like whatever, really, you know, I don't like how I dress, but also like I shouldn't care about how I dress. Yeah. And I just think it's really time for people to just accept the idea that how you feel when you look in the mirror impacts every single part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too that um, we're in this sort of like interesting time where men are getting a lot of hate just for being who they are and... I still feel like even though I think that like problematic males are having their day right now and and it deservedly so, it doesn't mean that now is also not the time to still continue to give valuable and thoughtful advice and commentary to guys who are here to hear it, who are here to hear it and who want to improve themselves and want to be like the best version of themselves, like you said. Totally. Well, I will say... My hot take this week is actually specifically about that. So should, okay. we, should we move into hot takes? Yeah. So like we hope our um, reader got a little, hopefully a little bit of solace and a little bit of like peace of mind from what we said. And Yeah, absolutely. And just even know that we're here with you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're definitely rooting for you. So hope that you do, yeah, whether it's from us or from who the people that you're talking to or yeah. from just your own, you know, network of loved ones and, you know, yeah. friends and comrades. Like we hope that you're feeling... Yeah, supported right now. Yeah, and thank you for, like, writing such a sort of personal and revealing um, question to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, and we bet that you look great, and whatever you decide to get, Mm -hmm. we'll be here telling you how handsome you look. Yeah, exactly. From afar. Yeah. And with that, we will. We'll move on to hot takes. Mine this week, I guess this probably is Megan's Shade Corner. (laughs) 
this probably, yeah, will qualify as as my shade corner comment of the week. But mm-hmm. have you heard of this new concept called orbiting? Why, yes, Megan, I have. Oh, you have, because I sent you the article. I think about it, didn't I? Yeah, you sent me the article, and guess what? I read the outline. Oh! <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I'm crying yeah. right now. Baby, I read that outline. <laughs> oh, baby! <laughs> We can make this happen. Yeah, it already it feels right. It feels so natural. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. I really, that means so much to me. Okay. Uh, um, mm-hmm. My love language is acts of service. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, oh my God. it touches me. You know I really did take a love language quiz this week. I told you that, right? Oh, yeah. Yours is what? A physical touch. Oh. No, physical touch is my number one love language. We I think it's because I was so, um, uh, starved for physical touch. Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, would you rather have someone tell you that you're nice and important or would you rather have them like give you a really Hands sexy hug and over. you're like, hug, 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 <laughs> give me that. Hands all over. Like, no, to me, like I would rather like hold hands with someone walking down the street than have them like tell me I'm an important person in their life. It's true. I don't know. I took the quiz and I was like, I think, I think it's going to be physical touch. And then I was right. We have to link to it. We'll have to put it in the pod. Because yeah. I'm, like, a big believer in the love languages. Like, Me I think too. that it's actually super helpful. And I think that people don't often know that when they're projecting onto other people in their relationship, yeah. their love language, that that is, like, not super yeah. productive or helpful. Is yours really acts of service? Um, no. It's words of affirmation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, it's my, my roommate. That's hers. No, that's hers, too is uh, words of affirmation and uh, quality time, which is also my number two. Mm-hmm. My number twos, I think, are split between quality time and physical touch. Yeah. And then last is gifts, and then what's the Gifts other is one? last for me, too. Anyone whose gifts is first... Hey! Oh, hey. It's, it's not, weird, it's not right? Great. That, like, you have to have tokens? I think it's a way of, of saying, I feel like this person thinks about me. Yeah. I try not to judge it. I know. I feel like it's a very disconnected love language, though. Like, if the person who's giving the gifts also feels like that's their way of showing love is by giving someone, like, little pieces of things or, like, little tokens. I also feel like that's sort of, like, it's it feels a little bit step rem- a step removed from, like, like, like a deeper... actual closeness. Well, at the risk of saying too much about my family, uh, I, I think my dad is someone who his love language is gifts, and mm. that's, like, for whatever reason, like, from, you know, how he is. But I think that he's someone who then, he gives gifts to show love. And I think for me, I just have to understand that that is his love language. And yeah. so he's trying to show me love. But I think, like, if I were in, like, relationship with, my, you know, someone like yeah. my dad, I would need to be like, listen, I understand that that's you, but, like, that's not how I, like, yeah. receive love. Yes. For sure. For so, sure. Yeah. Maybe that's a way to judge that less. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. I've come around. Good. Um, so let's get back to my hot okay. take. Yep, let's get back <laughs> that's, to... That's nothing to do with a love Circling language. back, orbiting back to Ooh. your topic. So <laughs> this idea... So probably by now everyone's heard of ghosting, right? Yep. Yeah. Ghosting is when you sort of just vanish. You've been seeing someone, and whether it's a long time or whether it's a short time, you just vanish. Yeah. And so then a new term came out, benching, which is like keeping someone sort of... Backburnered. Backburnered. Putting them on the bench. It's a sports term, which I feel like guys really can relate to. Sure. Where you've got players that you're not putting in the game. You're keeping them on the bench just in case. Yeah. And now orbiting is this idea of 
if you've like told someone that you don't want to commit to them, but you're still in their, mostly in their social, social. media yes. universe. Yep. So maybe you're watching all of her Instagram stories mm-hmm. or maybe you're liking things that she's posted on Facebook, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, she knows that you're still there or he knows that you're still there. I mean, men and women both do this. Yeah. Um, but we are two women talking about men right now. So I'm just going to keep it to that. Yep. Those gendered pronouns. <laughs> um, and so this is insane and awful <laughs> that in 2018, this is like something we have to think about. But it is. It is, yeah. And I will tell you that I had a very personal experience with orbiting this week, and that's why this is my hot take. Okay. So I put up a picture of last year's Vovklico polo match, which you and I went to. Oh, what a TBT. We looked so cute. Yeah, we did. And they just announced that this year's polo match is, like, coming up in June. And so I was just, like, feeling nostalgic. And, like, what is that, like, saying on Instagram where it's, like, feel cute, might delete later? Yeah. I was, like... <laughs> which I, I feel like is such a teen thing. I feel like we missed thing. that wave. Yeah, oh, I could never say that. Yeah. But basically, I was just like, it made me think about the polo match. And then I was just like, we have a million pictures because we took so many. We took a lot. And so I put one up because it was Thursday and it was a TBT and I am excited for this year's polo match. And I did look cute. I was wearing this like Amanda Uprichard dress, which was like very, yeah. again, it's so like, flattering for me, flattering for my body. And within a few hours, not one, but two guys that I used to date mm-hmm. who both were like, Megan, I do not want to date you anymore, had liked it. Now, Taylor, did they like the picture before that, which was a still life shot of a robe from a new robe company? I'm going to go with no, they did not. No, they hadn't. I had not actually seen a like from them in months, Mm. months, let's say months, Mm -hmm. and haven't heard from them. Like, haven't, Mm. like, we don't keep in touch. Yeah. Because you know how with Instagram stories, like, it'll tell you if somebody's been looking. Like, again, like, if they're in it your It puts orbit. your, I mean, and it's, okay, and, and they mentioned this in the article, and I feel like it's unproven, but everybody knows it's true. They put your lurkers at the top. So when you go in to look at who's looked at your stories, they put sort of your, like, most, either your most, like, engaged people. Like, you're always at the top for me. I'm sure I'm always at the top for you because we are really supportive of each other's social media. So we're always, like, watching each other's stories and, like, in on it. So I always see if you've seen it. But then I've got a few other people where I'm, like, who dead? Mm. And they're random people. And oftentimes they're guys. And I'm sort of like, hmm, but they're the lurkers and yeah. they float to the top. So it's just really interesting because these people haven't even been lurking. Like I just like, they're yeah. not even around. Right. And they're, they're not watching sudden, your stories either. They, but they came through. Yeah. And let me know that they're still alive and still probably interested in having sex with me. And that's fine. But I guess my hot take is like, keep it to your fucking self. Yeah. Like, if you decide... If you don't want to be with a person, yeah. stop liking their Instagrams. Unfollow them, honestly. And it's we've talked about this. To, we've talked about this. Ugh. It's the polite thing to do. Like, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do anything with your life, but I'm just telling you that it's really impolite to insert yourself into a woman's life that you have already said that you don't actually want to formally be a part of. Yep. So you ought not to be letting her know that you are still alive and out there. Like, honestly, like, just let this girl think that you've fallen off a cliff. Don't exist anymore. Orbiting... Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, like, if you're still interested enough in her, like, either do it from a friend's phone or in terms of, like, Like a burner account. Yeah, create a burner account. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Do do something. But just don't let it be you because then it just makes her think about you and she's – she doesn't want to think about you because you didn't – because you dumped her. 
I can't. It's just I, rude. It's rude is what it is. It's That's rude and it's annoying. And I also feel like it's interesting. In the article, they mentioned that, like, the author, like, had an interaction with a guy that was like, wait, I had no idea that someone could see when I watched their Snapchat drawings. Like, the, like the author was had talked to someone who, like, had gone through a breakup and then the, she told the guy, like, stop watching my Instagram stories. And he was like, I had no idea you could see me watching them. So if you guys are out there being sort of like, if you're like still semi-clueless about how all this stuff is working, like everyone can see everything at this point. Every like, every watch, like everyone knows and everyone's looking. Mm -hmm. So like you're not going to just disappear into the 400 people who watch that story. Like you will rise to the top. You will be seen. It will be noted. Your orbiting will be found out. And for me... The double tapping, I feel like, is that's even active, more stories. That's it's a even more engagement. of a like aggressive orbit than just watching the stories because I feel like the stories sometimes they just pass through and you can chalk it up to just letting it play. Like I've accidentally like been looking at a story and then gone off to do something else and just let the stories roll through <laughs> and just let them keep playing on my phone. I'm like, mm, eh, whatever. Who knows who's felt some type of way about me doing that? But the double tap. When you're, and we've talked about this too, when I went through a bad breakup with a guy that I actually was like fully committed to who then broke up with me and then I thought it was like pity likes. These are not pity likes. This is different. No, this is like, this, was like, I this is an I see that I still, you. Mm-hmm. This is an I see you double tap, which is so like, oh, it's so tacky. Like it's so like, I'd still hit that is basically mm-hmm. what yeah. that is. Yeah. Because it, if it's not And, like, what's the a, next step there? Like, there's nothing will happen, right? Because are they waiting for you to then go onto their, like, go give them a deep like, which is, like, a, like, where you're doing some sort of, like, weird meta flirting on, like, Instagram. I don't know. It's so exhausted. exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to do that because I unfollowed them. Like, I don't follow these people that have told me they don't want me in their life. Like, why would I do that? That's dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make any no, sense. No, it's like if you don't want to date me in a real way, you don't get me in any way. Right. And I would never... Because that's the nature. that was the nature of the relationship from the beginning. So you, there's no backpedaling. There's no like we're... You know. Yeah, we're not friends. No. So it just feels really weird to have to contemplate like, do I block them? Just so that I don't have to go through another 24 hours of being like, oh God, this person is now making me... Yeah, think away about that. Yeah. You want to be someone who sees that and is like, ha idiot. Like, thanks for the double tap, thanks for the, like, never going to happen, moving right along. But because we come at you guys with honesty and hot takes, the real truth is that most women don't have that kind of emotional elasticity to bounce back in that way and very easily be like, idiot. If they had an emotional impact on you when it was a relevant thing, it's still going to kind of ping you in a, like, heart place yeah and people who I've like split with either agreeably or in a different way like some of those people still follow me and it's fine but for people who like literally were like Megan it's not you it's me or whatever remember when I couldn't say that last I know week? <laughs> I know that's as soon as I said that loud I was like oh god I didn't say that but I'm just saying, us. I'm just saying if you legit dump someone like if you yeah. are like you I are someone who I don't want to be a major part of my life then just don't be a major you or even a small part the door of it. all the way yeah get out of there yeah <sighs> so that's my hot take yeah do not orbit don't don't do it we can we should all be better Make than the pact. orbit yeah yeah be better than the orbit mm-hmm. absolutely okay hmm wow my hot take is a little bit lighter fair oh good yeah, yeah. 
I came across an article on GQ that made me smile. And it was basically just sort of like an essay about how going to baseball games is an amazing date idea. Because it's the most boring sport in the world and you don't go there to watch the sport. You go there to eat hot dogs and drink beer and chit-chat because you can chit-chat over the entire action and not miss anything. And it's just a fun place to be. And I thought to myself... Yes, and how soon can I go on a baseball game date? It's season. The Yankees, the Mets are both playing now, and I felt like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. I want to go and like drink like a couple of fifteen dollar Bud Lights and like eat a hot dog and like sit in the sun and like shoot the shit with a cool guy and just like not know anything about baseball because who cares? Yeah, um, that's my hot take. Is that I feel like let's all do it. Let's all go to baseball games. It's such a fun date idea. Even girls who have a tepid if non-existent interest in sports which is like because live sporting events I will say like I'm like really only like obviously I've let my novice status with sports be known very well in this podcast given the conversation we had last week about the (laughs) outfits and all that whatever we were talking about who LeBron James plays for yeah yeah all of those things the details yeah is that I still love going to live sporting events I don't care what it is it's so fun Football, really couldn't care less. Love going to football games. Basketball, a little easier to follow. Very fast-paced. Also super fun. Baseball, slow as molasses. So fun to go. Like, anytime I've been in Chicago or Boston, like, I make a point to, like, go to a base. It's so freaking fun. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. You sing the games. I, like... (laughs) (laughs) You sing the games? Sing the games. Sing the songs. When I Okay, so when I was in Boston last summer, my best friend and I went to a Red Sox game. And for whatever reason, they were doing something with, like, veterans. And they had a veteran come out and sing the national anthem, who honestly, Megan, was, like, 200 years old. <laughs> I was crying. Crying in the stands. Couldn't have been having a better time. But, yeah, no. Baseball game dates, like... File it right in there. It's also a great, like, um, sober date idea, which I feel like is something you've talked about on Style yep. Girlfriend before. Like, you don't have to drink the beers. You no. can eat the hot, dogs hot dog and just yeah. hang out. And it's a great, like, time-consuming way to, like, get to know someone. I tweeted, God, like a month ago, before baseball season even started, I want to say, I just said, I want to go to a million baseball games this summer. <laughs> I think people feel away about baseball. Like, yeah. it is. It's so fun, and it is such a good date, and it's – like a good early in the game date. It's a good like later on. Like it doesn't, it's just always like a fun time. Yeah. You might even say it's a home run. (laughs) (laughs) I would never. Okay. But I can see where you would. But next week, this will be a sports podcast. So I hope you guys don't want any more fashion advice. And only us talking about Sport. Sport. Is the NBA finals over yet? No. No? Nope. Okay. So we got some more time. Cool. Did you see Mitt Romney at the Utah Jazz game and he was wearing a jersey over a Oxford cotton button down? Shut up. Mm-hmm. No, I did not see that. He looked so dorky. And he's it's just, such a dweeb. I mean, he's, so like in the presidential election that he was in, he referenced several times just the idea of sport singular and you know it became like this thing sport sport yeah I think sport is a great thing for young people to do like that kind of thing oh my god it was I mean are you British is it 1918 like I think we should go away and do a bit of sport it's so it's very Downton Abbey it's very unrelatable and in 2018 in America 
just saying sport also just makes like, you sound... don't wear the jersey then like it's fine just literally like if you're coming from work just go to the game wearing your wear the quarter zip if you're that kind of like buttoned sure. up person sure. wear th- or like the quarter zip that has the little like logo on it if you're Mitt Romney that's more like yeah it just looked like an aide was like uh, Governor Romney, like, you want to look relatable to the people. So here, put on this jersey that's never been worn. It seems like someone just threw it at him while he was walking in. He, you know, I guess. pulled it on over what he was wearing. That <sighs> was bad news bears. Yeah. So, yeah, so he'll be our first guest. Okay. Because he also is a big sport fan. He's a big fan of sport. Mm-hmm. As are we. Mm. And in the meantime, you guys want to make sure that you won't miss that. So go subscribe yeah. to us on iTunes. Give us that rate. Give us that review. All the places. Five stars. You know you want to. We're still waiting to hear back from Spotify if we're like allowed on there, but we did just make it to like Radio Public or Public, not Public Radio, Radio Public I want to say. I don't know. I just got an email being like, now you're on this thing. Mm. So we're we're getting to all the places. Wow. We're being heard by the people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They want to know. They want to know. All right, babe. Baby, this has been one for the books. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and with that goodbye